Thank you all for tuning in to Politics, Religion, and Whiskey, the Josh Terry Podcast, brought to you by Raising Grace Studios. want to give a big shout-out to Nobles Networking. Uh, holler at Chris Nobles for all your internet needs. Mr. Uh, William over at Williams Tire in Danville. Um, and any other local businesses associated with us, thank you all so much. If I'm forgetting you, I'm sorry. We know how forgetful I am. And all the corporate sponsors and everything on the show, thank you all. Red Circle, that new account y'all hooked me up with this morning. I very much appreciate it. Um, today is a, is a cool show. As y'all know, I had to talk a lot of trash on this show constantly. But there are some shows that I like doing. They mean more. Uh, and you, you get to just this whole different environment here. Um, we had a Crossroads Recovery Ministry. I said that right, correct? You did. Okay, a couple of months ago, and everybody listening to them loved them. I know there were some folks that just, they, they would send me Snapchats of them crying, uh, listening to y'all's story. They loved it. They, they, they absolutely loved it. Um, and I have them back in here with me today, plus one. And uh, I'm going to let everybody go around the table and introduce themselves, starting off with Brad, how they want to be introduced, and uh, we'll, we'll go from there. All right, I'm Brad Sapp. I'm the director, founder, and operator of Crossroads Recovery Ministries. I'm Jody Sapp. I am the co-founder of Crossroads Recovery Ministries and Lawson's mom. My name's Lawson Sapp. Uh, I don't really have a job, so uh, I'm a student at Tattnall, and uh, I like comic books. I love you already, dude. <laughs> he comes in the studio. For all y'all who knows what a nerd I am. And I take pride in being a nerd. I go to Comic-Con. I love all this type of stuff. All, everything. <laughs> he came in here with a Wolverine shirt on, Logan dog tags, and he has on the Wolverine shirt. And he brought me uh, a blade. <laughs> yeah. You're my new favorite person Wolverine I've had Lawson. on the show, Lawson. Thank you. Um, so the other day I did a podcast with... Um, is it, is it, she goes by perfectly Kelsey, canceled Kelsey, all this kind of stuff. But we had hit on the subject of her uh, working with uh, uh, children who have had autism. And Miss Jody messaged me. Uh, you want to kind of tell them what your message and everything was about? Yeah, sure. So I just heard the podcast. I heard her interest in autism, kids on the spectrum, as well as yours, and the, the rooms that you help fund at the Autistic Center. Um, and it just made me think about how, by and large, people are uneducated about things like ADHD and Asperger's and autism, anything that's on the spectrum. Um, those kids are a little bit different, and we have one of those. Lawson is one of those. He'll be 16 next Tuesday. Um, and it, we've obviously lived through raising a kid, or we're still, we've still got a ways to go, but we've been raising him, um, a kid on the spectrum. And, and it's very different. Um, it tends to not be recognized, particularly his. He has an ADHD diagnosis as well as Asperger's. And I always say it's almost to his detriment that you can't look at him and know something's wrong because people just assume if you look okay, <laughs> you know, then everything must be just right. And that's not really how it is. It, it's a very, both are very real conditions. Um, and it, it can be hard sometimes. So um, I thought maybe if we were on here and Lawson specifically could talk about it, it would just shed a light on something that a lot of folks are um, uneducated about. And I, I want to step in and say, you know, I know you didn't mean it this way, but when you hear something's wrong, like there's really nothing wrong with Lawson. But a lot of people look at it that way, like something is wrong. And the world as a whole thinks people who are different by and large than most of the social, you know, cues that everybody else picks up on or sees, then something's wrong with them. And I would argue that it's not. There's nothing mm -hmm. wrong with them or with him. But like even even that 
I guess he's different in a way. Like and you would look at him and different. think everything's yeah. fine. You know, it's just like everybody else. But then when he doesn't, you don't realize that he doesn't pick up on social cues as well as everyone else and stuff. So, yeah, in a lot of ways, it works to his detriment um, because people don't understand or see it on the surface as to what's obvious, more obvious than most people. Um, but um, as people will hear on this podcast, he is an amazing young man. Yeah, see, I, I told y'all since first thing, as soon as it got started, and I, uh, you said something. I was gonna make a joke out of it. You said that uh, you hear stuff that people just are uneducated about it, and all I was thinking is, what the hell did I say? <laughs> did, did I sounded so uneducated <laughs> on the not subject? Not you, not you. Uh, well, I was thinking, I was like, I, I'm sitting here like going back in memory, like, oh, I said something stupid. No, no not at all. On. But just because uh, well, well, Kelsey, who I was on there with, she's got like four degrees. I mean, she's she's done it for forever. So when you know I'm put in a situation like that, I do my best to to get by on the conversation. Sure. There's not anything I understand about it. I had ADHD grow. Oh, I say I did. I had to take Ritalin. Uh-huh. I think I was probably just a bad kid though. <laughs> uh, I think I think back when I was coming up in elementary school and everything. If you didn't sit there and act right instead of getting your butt whooped. Yeah. Um, they, they gave you yeah. Ritalin medicine back then. Yeah. I don't know. I still think that I can't pay attention now, but I don't know if that transitions, uh, to an Could. adult. I mean, um, so I'm very interested in hearing a, a lot of this because I have no knowledge. Um, when somebody asks us to help with certain fundraisers sure. and it's right later related around kids, we usually stop what we're doing to do it. And you don't have to tell me much. Like mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm in does anything for youngins um so i am interested so i'm gonna let this kind of kick this off uh the i guess the start point of uh y'all's journey with lawson and how all this uh came about to where i guess you even knew about some of this Uh, i get about it yeah well i'll just give some background and then i'll let lawson kind of share uh what it's what it's like to be him so um lawson's our first kid we also have a daughter bella who just turned 13 and she's the greatest sister to Lawson, but um, Lawson was born May 25th, 2005, our first child, such a good baby. Um, He slept well. He hardly ever cried, just the sweetest disposition. As he grew, um, he was walking at nine months, and, you know, you hear the term that kids are into everything. Lawson was into everything, and he was always busy. I always, when I explain that he has ADHD, I always say that he's heavy on the H because that is really what what he's been heavy on. And so, um, we always say that we we probably knew. I don't think we knew for a long time because with your first, you just think just every kid's like this, yeah. right? And so. Um, when he was three years old and got kicked out of his first uh, preschool, we thought, okay, you will, you know, let's let's see what's going on. But that was too early to have him tested. Well, well, well how did he get kicked out of preschool at three? <laughs> it was We're not a, just gonna jump. Yeah, yes, it was. A, it was a fairly new preschool um, mm-hmm. for the most part, so they weren't that comfortable with kids like we a said. A lot of girls, who, who, no boys, really. You know, the kid that won't sit there and and you know, do what everyone else is doing and he's moving around and stuff. And I, I really don't think they knew how to handle him at the time. And uh, and I will say very high turnover because they were brand new. new. There were yeah. new teachers every week. And something to know about ADHD kids is they thrive on structure. Like they need the Big same time. routine, same teacher, you know, every day, that kind of thing. And so that was missing for him. And they probably had him a little wilder but than the, normal. The funniest thing is it was, like I said, he was three and it was at a church. church and, <laughs> and they called us up basically and said, you know, 
I'm sorry, we're going to have to ask y'all to take Sin Lawson someone else, somewhere else or he can't stay here. And I said, this is a church. I'm not even going to put your hands on him and pray for him. Or <laughs> Can we pray about this yeah, situation? He, he's the ringleader. He's the three-year-old that's causing right. everyone else to misbehave. And I said, well, I hope y'all are right for your sake. Well, well Lawson, I'm going to tell you a joke real fast. <laughs> You've done something I haven't. <laughs> I've never been kicked out of a church before. <laughs> Takes a special quality. I can tell. <laughs> I dig it. <laughs> so, like, like Jody said, from that age, you know, we, we realized that he was just—he was wired different. Yeah, there yeah. was something different about Lawson, um, and we, you know, have been dealing with it. And so, when he got to kindergarten, it was actually his kindergarten teacher that recognized him because mm-hmm. she had a son that had ADHD. And she said, "I think you should get him tested." Of course, we didn't even know. Well, the process was just go to your pediatrician. And then he referred you to a psychologist, I think mm-hmm. it was, or psychiatrist, psych- psychologist, I think. Anyway, she did testing. So, like, he went in. Um, well, the doctor first prescribed medicine for him. Um, we've always called it his vitamin. So he started <laughs> taking his vitamin. And um, when he tested, he went in basically with no vitamin, and she did some testing. And then she took he took the vitamin, and they did more. And so it was sort of a comparison thing. Um, and I just remember meeting with her and her saying, He's off the charts. You know, he's intelligent. He's never going to struggle probably in school, but he is probably going to struggle socially because he's immature compared to his peers. I'm going to do my best throughout this podcast to ask, I guess, ignorant questions that people wouldn't know. Yeah, Yeah. and that's what I Yeah, because if you hadn't faced it, you don't know. What, as in a child that's that age, how do they know the difference? What were some of the signs that this child isn't just wild and rambunctious, but he actually has an attention problem. Well, what what would be the difference if somebody was a parent was looking at their kid right now? Like, what would be some of the things that they kind of brought to your attention? I think the biggest was his impulsivity, just super impulsive, um, acting on the moment, you know, not thinking it through. Um, he is just a gentle giant, always has been, and and would not hurt a fly. But was the kind of kid as a little boy like. The slide is fun. I want you to go down the slide, and if you're not going to come, I'm going to drag you down the slide with me. You know what I mean? (laughs) That that kind of thing. Um, So just if they're um, super, like I said, he was heavy on the eight, so just very hyper, never slow down, bouncing off the wall kind of behavior. Um, Oddly enough, he he doesn't get super distracted in school. Um, So, again, academically, that's never been a problem. Uh, But some kids, for some kids it is. They can't focus, you know, long enough or stay seated long enough in the classroom. Um, to listen but hopefully I mean I think educators over the years have themselves become very educated on all this and so I think teachers would normally notice it uh, by the time they get to kindergarten and they won't usually test before kindergarten age so that's usually about the time if you recognize something I think for us as a parent you know we like Jody said we've got a daughter Bella and you just I can look back and see how they were different at different ages and you think about you know, boys are going to be a little more wild, a little more rambunctious and stuff, but a kid with ADHD is not just climbing on the playground nonstop sliding down the slide. He's climbing over the playground. Mm-hmm. You know, he's on, he's on, top, he's of on it. top of it. He's not just <laughs> right. going down the slide. I, I did remember, that at Burger King. Yeah, and I remember playing <laughs> softball, and, you know, I'm on third base, and there's a, a playground beside it, and Lawson's literally on top of the dome that goes over the top of the playground like, peeing off of it you know as a little boy and i'm like and then our daughter comes along and she's sitting in the sand playing just with playing, toys or something not moving, and, I'm, and like, I'm like we look didn't at know this. kids you know didn't <laughs> act, no like lawson always had like that's all we had ever known right. and it's not a 
you start to other people look at it and think that it's a disciplining problem. It's a problem. And so you kind of can take that on as a parent. And I think that's kind of the heart that we have is both to show, to let Lawson talk here in a little bit and tell you what it's like to be Lawson. And then as parents, what it's like to parent a child that maybe doesn't fit under most of the social norms like we've talked about. And you kind of, you kind of take it on as it's a disciplining problem. Well, I can spank it out of him or I can do the things that, that I was kind of raised or thought of as a man. And, and I've had to eat my words because I was that guy where a lot of times as a younger age, you'd be at a restaurant or something and there's a family over there with a little boy that's misbehaving. And what's the first thing I would think? Well, they, uh, same thing. They need to tear that child's it. tail up. You know, <laughs> they need to. And God gave me a child where it didn't matter how many times I tore his tail up. Yeah. He's still going to struggle. Now he's a, got a heart of gold, but I could tear his tail up and say, don't do this. And he would do it and then remember oh, yeah, I'm not supposed to do that. Daddy's going to spank me. So you have to understand that as a parent and realize the heart behind the child that you're dealing with, mm-hmm. and you can't discipline all of them the same way. Yeah. You know, so he didn't, def- he would not, Lawson will not defiantly say, I know I'm going to get spanked if I do this, but I'm going to do it anyway. He would do it and then be like, oh, yeah, I wasn't supposed <laughs> to do that. And, and that's hard. Well, man. and too, that's- with that, that active ADHD brain that runs nonstop, I always say that he is that kid that you can't think up what to tell him not to do because you would never think of it, (laughs) right? I mean, that's him. And I think the other half of this, I mean, certainly I think this is a great way to educate people that aren't familiar with kids on the spectrum, but then also to hopefully encourage parents that are at the beginning of the road, you know, with a kid that was just diagnosed um, because the kids on the spectrum are usually that kid, right? Everybody's heard of that kid, the one that's, you know, always in trouble or, you know, the teacher's always getting on to and that kind of thing. And, and those are usually your kids on the spectrum. And we just want, you know, to encourage those parents and let them know that for everything that drives you crazy, there's usually 10 redeeming qualities that you wouldn't trade for anything. For Y'all sure. are just like the most <laughs> for sure. chill people I've ever met <laughs> in my, uh, Austin, it's probably hard for you to think back like that far, but did you think even as a, as a child, like when you was little, you're still a child. You're just a, a big, big ass child. Man child. <laughs> um, did you did you feel like you were any different than the other kids, or did I mean did anything ever hit you different when you were little? Well, you see, the weird thing is, I've always remembered like the earliest memory I have is when I was three years old, and I can remember my sister coming home with us. I remember all the way back to then, and I've always remembered just being different. That's like my core memory. Like, seeing other kids and them acting one way and then me having absolutely no idea how to do that. I can do so many different things, but how to fit in, like, like the other kids I see around me, it's always been a mystery to me, and I think it always will be. And as far back as I can remember, I've always been the outsider. Now, you in, you're in the inside now, my guy. <laughs> <laughs> me, me and you, you, you probably just became like my new best friend. I, I, don't, I didn't know the good Lord had uh, in the cards for me to meet a 15-year-old that I could, I could geek out with, but it, you're here now, my guy. Um, so, so after, I guess, like the, the early years and everything, like uh, when you started medicating, uh-huh. uh, taking his vitamins, uh, is that still, like, did it progress worse, better? Did, how did it go? Because I, yeah. I guess when you're dealing with someone so young at that point, uh, kindergarten and everything, there's got to be growing pains. For uh, sure. But we could see a visible difference. Like I would say he is the poster child of why a kid could need some medication. You know, mm-hmm. it was such a difference, and it helped him so much at school, mostly with, with his um, impulse control. But um, 
yeah, you kind of have to tweak it all on the way. And as they grow and just naturally mature in age, it tends to get a little bit better. You know, it gets it gets better and better as far as, you know, the situations they're facing and just all the things they have to handle. But there's always a new season. I say just when you feel like you have kind of mastered it and got it down, they enter middle school. <laughs> and then it's time for high school. You know, so there's always. And so for a kid like him, just finished ninth grade, um, but I would say probably socially he's more on a seventh grade level, would you say, Lawson? Um, well, you see, in some things, like when I, I know when things get serious, I can become very mature and very understanding. Like it's like I can like I can very quickly mature. But can you in, teach me how to do that? <laughs> it's a difficult skill to learn. I'm not even sure I've mastered it yet. But uh, in the main aspect of life, I am usually very immature. Like I've always said, like half the time I have the mind of a three-year-old, half the time I have the mind of a fifty-year-old. See, yeah, I think your mom's sure. going to tell you that is a constant quality in most men. <laughs> yeah, well, it is, you're, you're never going to get out of that. Mm-hmm. The truth yeah. is, you really have to figure out. Like, I, my problem is, I can't really always figure out when to use which one. But most of the time, I'm always kind of just bouncing off the wall so I would say that I'm about out of seventh grade yeah and I would say like you know for so long we saw our pediatrician which he still sees for checkups and things and they're great but unless they are somebody that specializes in kids on Mm -hmm. the spectrum you probably want to have somebody else that you're also seeing and so um one of our um one of my counseling friends told shared with us recently we just made a change January, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, this year, um, he started seeing an MD who she is um, psychiatry, but then she also has a degree in like neurological disorders and like um, atypical brains, which is him. So your brain's neurotypical, mine and Brian's neurotypical. He's atypical. Um, there's a great series. Proud to be it. There's a great series on Netflix called Atypical that you I'm, should I'm watch. watch it. I'm, <laughs> I'm literally going to watch it. It's about a kid now. on the spectrum. So good. But anyway, that was a game changer for us to get with her because she really understood his brain and how it operated and worked. And so we made a medication change in January because Brad was the one saying, He's been on the same medicine since elementary school, and now he's huge. I mean, he's a man child. You know, like, this is not working anymore. We got to figure it because the medicine he was on, we loved it because it had no side effects for him, mm-hmm. but it only goes up to 40 milligrams. Well, he's 6'2, 285. 40 milligrams is not hitting on much anymore. So, you need some horse tranquilizer. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so, we had to make a change, and we have seen just, we've seen a lot of improvement with that. And I will say, just his overall maturity um, in the things that matter um, is is just through the roof. And so that's made a big difference in how he's able to operate socially. Were, were y'all ever worried that the medication was taking away from his personality or slowing him down too much? 100%. Brad was, yeah, for sure. Especially me. Um, with my background and stuff as well, it was just something that I kind of struggled with and I didn't I didn't want to say I'm giving my child something to change his personality. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I, I really struggled with that. And we got together and talked about it a lot and stuff. And I, I landed on, as, and we did, I believe, as a couple, that our job as parents is to give him the best possible chance to succeed in life. Mm-hmm. And giving him this, this medicine, which we called a vitamin, is not to change his personality. It's not to change who Lawson Sap is is to give him a better chance to succeed because he was struggling socially, academically, and everything as far as that goes. And and I had said since day one, if I give him something that I see changes who he is, he won't take it anymore. 
And there was one time where we did switch yeah. medicines mm-hmm. and for the reasons that Jody was talking about and, and it changed. He became angry. You know, he wasn't the same. He was acting out and more. And typically, he doesn't have an angry moan in his body. Right. He's like, just not. Yeah. He, he doesn't seem that way. He doesn't. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. ever since he Pretty was little, chill. we could say, make a mean face. And he really doesn't have much <laughs> of a mean face. It. As big yeah. as he is. But So that was something that, that we struggled with, was not giving him something that's going to change who he is or to medicate the problem away like you kind of feel like mm-hmm. people tend to do, especially these days. Uh, it, it was hard. It really was. But we knew like we said, from a young age at three is when it became apparent on that uh, he needed something. So we decided to give it to him, and I believe it was the right decision uh, because it didn't change his personality. And the the immaturity and stuff that shows up in Lawson is primarily in social settings. Yeah. Um, you know, he's he knows so much information. Like if, if y'all start talking about comic book heroes and, and rocks and minerals and all kind of stuff, he's brilliant. His, well, brain, his brain is amazing, but socially it's not. Right. I mean, so social cues that are innate in all of us, right. They are not natural for a kid that has ADHD, any kid on the spectrum. I have to learn them. He has to learn them. And that, yeah. that is hard. You know, that's hard. I was extremely, it's funny you say that cause I never knew that. It's like, <laughs> Like I said, having to take it, Ridland and everything mm-hmm. growing up, until I got to high school, I was extremely socially awkward. Mm-hmm. Extremely. I cannot imagine that. I'm telling no, you, I, no, well, I, 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 whatever clicked in my head, uh-huh. I started, I went from being socially awkward, not wanting to speak or be loud or whatever, to all of a sudden, I overcompensated. Like, I went from one end to the one other. The yeah, so, like, all of a sudden, then I wanted everybody to know who I was. I was doing stupid stuff I wasn't proud of because I just I wanted attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, did, I didn't know no better. Mm-hmm. It took Even uh, negative attention, Yeah, right? even That's negative attention. Yeah. Exactly. I just wanted to be seen mm-hmm. uh, for probably acting like a dumbass. Right. Um, <laughs> and it took years, like, till mid-20s, late-20s, mm-hmm. to where I finally figured out that, you know, I was – Doing stuff at bars or whatever at this point, just to make other people laugh, it was making me feel bad. But I was overcompensating because I was socially awkward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now, now I don't that know what happened. Now, yeah. now I have no idea. A light switch went off one day, and it's like I'm just going to be happy. I'm just yeah. going to be me. I'm just, I'm just going to be happy. I'm yeah. not, I'm not going to be worried yeah. about it anymore. Well, it's interesting you say that because a lot of kids on the spectrum, particularly ADHD, Aspergers, they struggle with anxiety, but it looks different than it would on. Um, a neurotypical brain. Mm-hmm. So for him, you would never meet him. He's so confident and just so extroverted. Nobody would ever meet him and think that he struggled with anxiety because the way it looks on him, if I'm struggling with anxiety, I'm probably going to like curl up in a hole, you know, not make much noise. He's the opposite. He is loud, Same. center of the tension, you know, look at me, make, I'm going to make you laugh, the whole thing. And so you wouldn't think somebody that is, you know, so boisterous and, and in the middle of everything is struggling with anxiety, but he often does. I used to, uh, I used to literally be, I would remember walking into like the lunchroom at school mm-hmm. and I would walk in and my brain would be like, everybody in here is talking about you. Mm-hmm. Everybody's looking at you mm-hmm. and it would be crippling. Yeah. yeah. It, it would be crippling and it took, it took a hot minute, um, and I never, I never took medicine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I went through my, my suicide attempt and all that stuff to where they tried to put me on antidepressants and all that. Mm-hmm. As soon as I started taking them, it made me flat. Yeah, it made me numb. Yeah. I hated it, 
And so, like, I, that's one reason, like, we try to work with, you know, adults with mental health around here, like, doing some of the right. stuff that we do. Yeah. Uh, it's just because, like, I, it's, I didn't know. Yeah. I wish I, I, I could applaud y'all every day, all day, for the way y'all, y'all treated Lawson because, like, growing up, I just, my parents, I felt like they used me uh just being rambunctious mm-hmm. as oh he's he's got attention deficit disorder but even after he took me off the riddlin we never dove into what's the next step like what's yeah. his brain how's his brain gonna function the next mm-hmm. step mm-hmm. Yeah. and uh, how's it gonna you know come together as an adult mm-hmm. and uh it seems like y'all are doing a heck of a job and y'all got you you got it well, down listen, pat. i don't know about <laughs> that but yeah, yeah I, we're learning lawson i can't why don't you share like what yeah. What's a what's a day in your brain like, or what? How does your brain work? That's a very complicated story. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> uh, I wake uh, I wake up and I don't need much sleep. I can get by on about four hours. So I wake up and immediately. Usually, I always need something to stimulate me in the morning. So I'll turn on TV and watch cartoons. Uh, and then when I get up, it's like fireworks in my brain. I just start moving and. Mom can attest to this. There have been mornings before when I've really just gotten up and screamed random noises. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, it's just, it's just, that's just how I get ready in the morning. I need to move and stay active. It's kind of like a shark. If I stop moving, then I die. But instead of dying, I just kind of lay down. I don't want to do anything. But I never do that. So, and when I wake up, I have to get moving, and then I leave. And then I always remember when I got to school. Depending on the kind of day I had before, like if I had an interesting day and people were nice to me, then I'll be really happy to go. But if I had the kind of day I usually have, where people are ignorant and confused and are just, they take all that and they turn into anger towards me, then I just, I don't want to go. But uh, I've always just gotten out of the car and done the best I can. And I learned a long time ago that people are all, always seem to think they have a reason to treat me the way they do. Uh, but if I forgive everybody and they have no, they have nothing they can hold against me. Dude, I love you. <laughs> Thank you. I'm you, not even, I, he's amazing. I, dude. You won't find anybody with a better attitude. Oh. It's, it's pretty unbelievable. And I, I mean, I'll say like what God has taught us as parents and me as an individual, especially is so much through him because you, mm-hmm. you know, saying like how we've parented him and stuff, you know, I believe and with my whole heart that God saved us so much pain and hurt in the long run because of my past history and me having to go somewhere to get help because I learned so much about me and who I am as a man, which helped me be a better parent. Because I was about to teach Lawson, your performance is based on how good you are in sports or how other people treat you or what you know people like you. You know, you want to be in the cool crowd, and if you're not, and something's wrong with you, and you're weird, and that's a problem, and God taught me, like, he's created the way he is for a purpose and for a reason. My job is not to change him as a young man. It's to love him where he's at, teach him right from wrong, protect him, and all of that stuff. He still gets disciplined and everything else, which is a struggle in and of itself with everything involved. Hmm. Um, But who he is as a human being is a beautiful thing, and the heart that he has, I have learned so much from him. Because Mm -hmm. when he would come off the football field in middle school, he was a center for him. You know, he's center snapping the ball and stuff. But he's trying to high-five his teammates. They wouldn't high-five him because because he's the aggravating weird kid in their mind. Like, I, I know how they treated him and what they saw. That'll still happen. And in my mind, though, like, 
I'm not going to try to high five that dude next time, right? right. You know, screw I'm you, done. basically. <laughs> you know, I'm not, but not Lawson. He's going to try to high five him next time the same way. Like it's like it never happened because he doesn't hold the grudge. He doesn't, you know, keep hold it against them. And it's a beautiful thing, man. It really is. And I've learned so much from him as a result of that. What were you saying on the way here about? Um how the like the bad part of it but then the good part of it oh yeah uh so like the mountain spectrum there's a good part and there's a bad part though the bad part is that people automatically when they see me and they hang around me at first they you know it's the natural stage people are quiet at first and then they kind of warm up to, warm up to me and then i do something small or they just get the vibe from me and they treat me like crap sometimes so uh that's the bad part about it like someone's always going to be just against me and that happens a lot so but that's kind of the bad part but i'll tell you something that your parents probably already know uh the cool kids or whatever are usually the most miserable kids in school because they're trying to fit in i was that kid by the time i got to high school i quit watching my comic book stuff i quit building my legos i quit doing all this other stuff and i thought the only thing that defined me was playing sports because i mean that's just the generation i grew Mm -hmm. up in let me tell you, none of that matters <laughs> after the day you graduate. Pretty much. So before the day you graduate, just be you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't tell you. I've got two, two or three people that I went to high school with that I even still speak to. The weird kids in high school end up being the cool kids in real life. Like... I now get to do this for a living. Mm-hmm. If you just saw me 20 years ago, I was the weird kid. And now I've got the people that were considered the cool kids. Like, oh, now Josh is cool. You, <laughs> I, you know, you have a creative mind. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, you, that's something that cannot be taught. That mm-hmm. is nothing. So whatever mm-hmm. you're passionate about, even if some jock comes up and don't want to shake your hand or don't want to give you a hard time, just remember that guy has a very good chance, and I'm not knocking anybody, so don't don't take this the wrong way. <laughs> that guy's got a very good chance to change an oil the rest of his life because all he know how to do is play ball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay? You got a chance to keep expanding your mind and doing something that could be wonderful one day. Thank you. Yeah, it's like if you if you Google like celebrities that ha- are on the spectrum. I don't know if you saw a couple weeks ago on Saturday Night Live, Elon Musk, mm. <laughs> and he has Asperger's. And what is he like the second wealthiest Rich. man in the world, or maybe the first now? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I'll tell you something right now. I'm gonna be loaded. Oh, <laughs> I, I, I promise you. I don't know. I don't doubt it. I, I don't doubt it. It's, I hope so. It, it's weird. <laughs> Cre- creativity with everybody now. I mean. For you have a couple geniuses, but how many? I, I don't even know if I went to school with somebody that's considered a genius mm-hmm. or that smart of a person. I don't know in your school if you have a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. So you're gonna have a whole lot of people that's on that same playing field when they get out of school. There, are, they're gonna have them do just the same regular jobs. You probably wind up thinking something great <laughs> and seeing things. I love about folks' mind like yours. And, and even mine, is we think way outside the box. We think about stuff that nobody else thinks about because we're geared towards it. Yes. Like, we're, we're not, we don't, when you see the world, there's nothing wrong with people to see the regular world in front of them. But if you got blinders on and all you see is tunnel vision in front of you, then how are you supposed to see the extraordinary things that's to the left and right? Mm-hmm. Me right. and you get to see the extraordinary stuff. 
all you, the time. You more than me. Yeah. yeah. And I say it's, all the time, like with Lawson, he does think outside the box. The problem with Lawson, Lawson doesn't is, even know there's a box. He doesn't even realize there <laughs> really? is a box. <laughs> there's <laughs> not. <laughs> and so no for a idea. culture that's very cookie cutter, right, and expects everybody yeah. to behave one way or do one way, when, when somebody comes in that's a little bit different, we just have to remember that difference is different. It, it doesn't mean bad or no. wrong or weird or, you know, whatever. So Yeah, and there, there are certainly couples with, with children who are further along the road than we are, and we've gained some knowledge and some understanding from them and, and a lot of hope uh, at times because it has been hard. Uh, and I think one of the reasons in coming on the show and wanting to do this too is just for some maybe somebody who is a few years behind where we are. Yeah. and. They've got a son or a daughter who is starting to struggle socially and stuff. Um, for me, as a dad, it was very hard to watch, yeah. and it was it, being a kid it, that doesn't get invited. Yeah, to it a was hard. But I'll yeah. look back and say the blessing for me is that it was harder on me than it was on Lawson. Yeah, and oh, for it, sure, a hundred percent. Because I'm, you know, I saw a kid who in in middle school playing football and sports and stuff, and had friends who all thought he was hilarious and funny and, and cool with what he did and stuff. And then as they start to transition out of that towards middle school or, or later on in elementary going into even towards high school, he hasn't transitioned past some of that stuff. Mm -hmm. In a small town, small private school especially, you get some new kids who come in who have older brothers, who they're more mature already. All of a sudden, he's not the funny kind of quirky kid. Now he becomes the weird kid that people don't like and kind of isolate and push off. And I know he probably felt it, but he didn't see it coming or happen the way I did as a dad and a parent. And you don't, you find yourself wanting to treat those kids differently based on how they treat your kid. Oh, I don't want to. And that is the other thing that Lawson has taught me. There were times when he would come home and I would hear from, from some of his other friends how some of the kids treated him. And make no mistake about it. I'm not blaming any children or kids or parents or anything. Lawson plays a huge role in sure. how people treat him. We live him. with him. We, you know, we, we know. Uh, we want to kill him daily sometimes, you know, but we get it. But when you hear how some of the other kids treat him, it's kind of like the people that you love, you know, I can treat my brother a certain way, but you can't treat him that mm, way. Absolutely. You know, and, yeah. and Lawson would come home and I'd say, well, buddy, what about how so-and-so treated you or what he did? You know, why did I have to hear that from somebody else? And I thought Lawson wasn't telling me because he thought I was going to say, well, punch him in the nose or beat him up. And he's just not wired like that. And so yeah. I was like, buddy, I understand you're not going to be, you know, the aggressive, toughest kid on the playground to punch him in the nose. And like, that's okay. You can still tell me. He said, Dad, that's not why I'm not telling you. And I said, well, why aren't you telling me? He said, I'm not telling you because I don't want you to treat them differently. And it was just like, oh, you're punching me in the gut, dude. You're a good like, kid. Yeah. He's good oh, punching me. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and he's right. And I still see myself struggling with that. You know, the, the worst thing I can do for him is to go treat a kid differently who treats him differently. Yes. The best thing I can do is love that kid regardless of how he treats my son. And that is hard as a parent. But I also feel like that speaks to what we're called to do as the ministry and, and people and a body is to, to love people regardless of how they treat us or, or our loved ones. And it is not easy, um, but I do it because I, I know that's what's the most important thing for him. I, I'll guarantee if any kid is mean to you, they just don't know you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they haven't taken you, a chance. You've been, a, yeah. you've been around me, I don't know, 40 minutes now. Dude, they just don't know you. Yeah. 
They, they just hadn't give you a chance. They want to read a book by its cover or judge a book by its cover. Right. Nah, you, yeah. you're more than a pop-up book. <laughs> some, some of those kids aren't no deeper than a coloring book. Uh, you, you're a whole novel, dude. Thank you. Like, yes. I mean, don't, I, I like that you don't let that discourage you. Does it bother you if they're, if they're weird to you or you just let it roll off your back? Sometimes I let it roll off my back, but I mean, like, uh, People call people retarded a lot, but I ne- one thing I made a stance in at school is that I don't. If someone calls me autistic, then they know I'll beat the crap out of them. It's just yeah, you know, it's like you have to stand for something. <laughs> no, no, I love it. I, I know y'all as parents, y'all don't have to say that's okay. Right. Uncle Josh says that's okay. <laughs> gotcha. uh, He's just started standing up for himself. I, I was one of those people that used to say that R word. Mm-hmm. I'm not proud of it. It was just one of them things. And in the past two years. I had someone approach me, and they kind of told me a story that was similar to y'all's mm-hmm. and how bad it bothered that person, and I haven't said it since. Mm. And it's one of them things that you just... It's, people don't know the power of that word. Yeah. And if any kid says that to you or whatever, I mean, obviously don't use violence at school. I don't want them mad at me. <laughs> but um, I, I'll, this is what I tell my daughter. I, I raised my daughter a certain way. And there was an episode to where there were some kids that um, were in different classes than her uh, that was getting picked on. And she was kind of upset about it. Mm-hmm. Like She didn't know what to do. And Gracie's about like a fighter like I am. And uh, I was like, Gracie, did you know, was these other kids upset? Somebody's picking on them. And she's like, yeah. And I was like, well, tell the teacher first. I always go tell the teacher mm-hmm. first. And I said, but if those kids keep doing it when that teacher ain't looking and you want to knock the hell out of them, daddy will come sit in ISS with you yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I don't advocate violence or anything like that, but yeah. some people are hard-headed and they got to learn lessons the hard mm-hmm. way. And if someone is ugly to you or ugly to other people like you, you're a mountain of a dude. First off, they would be stupid. Right, it's not- they'd be, they'd yeah. be stupid. Yeah. To, to be ugly to you, but, you yeah. know, stand up in the right way for the things you believe in yeah. because yeah. there's probably some kid out there that's not as big as you are and tough as you are mm-hmm. that when they hear that, they go home and cry. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you can stand up and protect somebody else, stand up and protect them. And I think, I think he would do that, like stand up for someone else, uh, maybe even quicker than he would himself at times. Yeah, like I, like if someone makes – like I'm, I get, I'll get upset like if someone will just say – yeah, yeah, they're weird. Yeah, she's weird. Yeah, he's just weird. I, I'll get upset about that. Yeah. And that I, yeah. They don't know the difference between unique and weird, Lawson. Mm-hmm. You are unique. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Most of the kids that you probably are friends with are unique. Mm-hmm. You're not in a box. Your dad said you don't know what the hell a box is. <laughs> Pretty much. I don't know what yeah. a box is yeah. anymore. Let me uh, say right quick while I'm thinking about it. When you're talking about violence and stuff, it reminded me of something um, that my dad said uh, when he was alive. Man, he used to tell me, I can remember being Lawson's age a little bit younger, and you know, you talk, talking about punching kids in school and stuff. Yeah. You know, can I? You know, Daddy, can I punch? And some kids would say, well, my daddy told me I can't take the first punch. And I would tell him, well, my daddy told me if that's the only one I'm going to get, I better no, go ahead and take it. <laughs> Well, and I think um, the best advice we've received as parents, and it's so simple, but it's just relax. Like, just relax. You know, let him be him. A story to go along with that, he had the opportunity to play on a football team last year. He's at Tattnall now, but last year he played for Central Fellowship. They won the state championship. 
freshman year. It, incredible, right? That's cool. Um, I got the ring in the he, car. <laughs> he got the ring. And so his dad takes him to get size for the ring in December. Now, had I taken him, I probably would have walked in with him. You know, wasn't much to it, but I probably would have walked in. Brad just let him go in and came back out. It was not until I got home about 5 o'clock that afternoon, and I said, Lawson, well, how'd the ring fit and go? You know, what size is your ring? And he said, 15. And I said, well, gosh, that, that's big for a ring finger. He said, oh, I didn't get it from a ring finger. I got it from a middle finger. That a boy. <laughs> that's <laughs> a dominant that was, finger. <laughs> that was the moment where we both lost it. Like, are you kidding me? And I said, Lawson, I said, did they not tell you that it goes on the ring finger, the coach and the ring grip? And he said, yeah, they told me. I told him I didn't care. I wanted my middle finger. <laughs> and so that's one of those things that you just learned. Like one of my friends said, were you going to call and change it? And I said, no, because who really cares if he wants to wear it on his middle finger? That's where Green Lantern Let wears him it. Let wear it on his middle uh, finger. Dude, I'm fine with it, Green Lantern. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I love it. I, I love it. Yeah. Um, yeah. What is, that's what I'd have done. <laughs> I just, you say stuff. I just, I appreciate the stuff you say because yeah, I'm thinking over here. It's like I would have done the middle finger. Yeah. yeah. Um, just... What are some of the things um, that you want to do in your future? Like, what are after high school? Uh, after you've done proved all these kids that are, <laughs> are, are morons wrong. Uh, what is, what's what do you want to do when you I guess when you I hate saying grow up because you're bigger than me, <laughs> but when you grow up, what do you want to do? Uh, I plan to go to MIT and get two PhDs with the standard college degree, uh, one in robotics and probably one in physics, and go on to be a NASA engineer for a while. You're definitely building a Terminator. <laughs> probably. <laughs> you're I, definitely building a Terminator. When he was like five or six, he designed a gun for Lego. And we like Nerf. melded Nerf. in Nerf. Nerf. Sorry, Nerf. Lego. My bad. Sorry, Nerf. And we melded in, and um, they didn't use it, but they sent him back the kindest letter, and just we framed it like his little design in the letter. And so he's always been just had a missile on it. Yeah. What, yeah. what kind of grades do you get? You got to get all A's, right? Well, this year it was kind of this. I've gotten all A's before, but this year, this uh, like part of and the so last two years. Year, See, yeah. I left Tattnall when I was at Tattnall. My grades really good, and then I did like this very small homeschool thing, and then I did Veritas, which is like half homeschool, and then COVID hit, and so last year I was at home, and then this year I was half at Veritas and half at Tattnall. So when it, like Mom said, structure is really good for me. When I don't have that, I tend to dwindle. So this year's been hard. Yeah. yeah. So we're getting back on track. Next year he'll be all A's again. But so if MIT hears this, uh, <laughs> just hang on. <laughs> I'm coming, y'all. When he said MIT, I'm thinking this dude just breezes through everything he does. Well, we've always tried to teach him he can do whatever he wants yeah, to do and so, go where he wants to go. Right. So that might be to the extreme. But for the record, algebra's hard. But tell what this is like a platform for you. So if there was Sweet. something you wanted people to know. About oh no this the rest of this is about you yeah I want to uh, I want to know have you ever been to Comic Con I want to go so bad but it's expensive I got as if crap. you it, it's well you know they're doing it in Atlanta I, I go I to that. the one every year in Atlanta uh, it's in July this year uh, mm -hmm. I think unless they cancel it because of COVID they cancel it because of last year I will look it up I'll let y'all know right. if <laughs> yeah, uh, if it's open this year I'm getting a, you a ticket you going with me. I'm absolutely <laughs> doing that I mean, of course y'all can go too. Yeah. Yeah, we might just let you take it. I might have to make my sister go because she hates superheroes. I might have to make her uh, go. It is, let me tell you, the first year that we went, 
I realized that all my obsession with comic books and superhero movies and all this stuff, that it was never, ever weird. That I was around people that were exactly like me, and it was the coolest feeling that you could just nerd out. There wasn't a single person in the whole place that was going to walk up to somebody and be like, you're a loser. What are you doing, weirdo? They're like, no, let's see who can outweird the other yeah. one. Yeah. Like, that, that was what was so cool about it. And yeah. uh, it after the first year I went, I said every year, every single, we even dress up, dude. I'm, I dress. You ask mom and dad. I have steel Wolverine claws at home that I wore for Halloween. That's one of what you he gave still him. Was for one claw. Yeah. He dresses oh, up yeah, for like he, five or six different people at Halloween. Like it's that's not cool. just one. Ben John Constantine. And he loves to hang at the, the comic book store back home downtown. There's a comic book store, and he that's one of his favorites. And that and like <laughs> one beautiful thing you're talking about, like for for me at that age, even if I like that, I would kind of hide it based on what other people yep. thought. Lawson doesn't do that. He'll walk up to the football team and say, hey, y'all want to come to the comic book store this yeah. Friday night? <laughs> yeah, he does. I've done that. They, I've, he yeah, asked I've started, his teammates. Yeah, I've started a bet where to, uh, to get them to go. I said, if y'all go, I'll do dog rolls across the field. Ain't nobody gone yet. <laughs> hey, I'll tell you, uh, I think I was, I was in middle school. I used to write poetry all the time. It was like my outlet. I mm-hmm. loved it. I got a pub on poets in Young Poets of America. It was during baseball season. Uh, the school, like one of the teachers kind of made like a deal out of it or whatever. I was the only person there that got it published. And, uh, my baseball team like gave me hell. I stopped writing because of it. Oh yeah. I stopped writing because of it. So the fact that you are just happy doing your own thing, Mm -hmm. that's a whole lot braver than what I did back then. You just keep being you, dude. They don't tell you when you're a kid that, your uniqueness, your weirdness, whatever, is probably who you're actually going to be when you get to be an adult and you get to be happy and you don't have to live by these other immature kid standards. Like, be yourself. And it's like you are killing it. Yep, yep, he is. And I'll say when the ADHD and stuff transitioned and we also realized he had Asperger's and was on the spectrum. That was a much later diagnosis. It was later on, yeah. That's another one I was going to ask you. I don't know what that is. Oh, Go ahead. Yes. Okay. It's like uh, it's on it's on the autism scale, but it's not technically autism. There's a whole bunch of different forms of it, but uh, it comes in different levels. I've always said that ADHD for me is a ten, definitely, and Asperger's is more like a two. Like I'm on the deep end with ADHD. I'm like halfway in the shallow end with Asperger's. (laughs) But uh, uh, what it is is it's just a social disorder. So it's like. that's like the main part. That's what it, when it we found out after going to this uh, therapy group that I've been going to for about two years, and uh, they diagnosed me and it hit me like a ton of bricks. And just it made sense. And uh, what it really is is it's just a social disorder. So, like uh, I don't know some for some people like some people who have it really bad. They're like they're te- they're technically mentally disabled. They can't live on their own. They can't do things by themselves. So that's I feel truly blessed that like if it had gone a few more few more scales that way then that could have been me today but i'm so thankful that i have like i'm just in a sweet spot like i sweet spot. like i know what it's <laughs> like i know what it's like to not be uh not be the same as a lot of other people but i can also relate to everyone around me and i've always been really blessed with that but that's really what asperger's is it's just uh socially something and sometimes it can be worse than it can the absence of the social cues and then the other big thing that 
it made so much sense for us was um, kind of the repetitiveness or the things that he likes, for example, or the things they want to wear. They have a sensitivity to like maybe the clothes on their skin, like blue jeans. You'll never, or pants, you'll never see him wear shorts. Like he, that's just not, he's I not going to do it. He's not comfortable in it. Converse, that's the only kind of shoes he wants to wear. You know, so they get very um, single-minded about things like that um, or, you know, kind of one-track mind. Mm -hmm. and, and you can just take, like, when we took him in to get him tested for the ADHD to see if there was anything else that was, you know, part of school, a it was a random normal, thing. Yeah. And, but the doctor came in and he said, he looked at me and said, what do you think I'm going to tell you? And I said, I think you're going to tell me there's something else besides ADHD. Like, there's just something I don't know what it is, but there's something. And he said, you're right. He's on the spectrum with Asperger's. And so we go back and look and start seeing, and all of a sudden it's like ding, 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 ding. This is the stuff. So, like, if I'm getting on to him as when he was young, and as a dad, it's like, boy, look at me. You know, look me in the eye when I'm talking to you. And he's not. And you're, the reason he's not is that's part of Asperger's and stuff, too. Like, his brain is thinking about a million different things at one time, not even what I'm talking to him about. Mm -hmm. And so as I'm trying to discipline him or fuss at him, he's not looking at me. He's not intentionally doing it. It's just that's how he is. And as a dad, like, it's hard. You get between that disciplining and spanking like we talked about earlier. Um, and that goes into social cues with kids. And what we mean by social cues is if he likes something and it makes him happy, he, won't, he thinks it's going to make you happy, too. He doesn't understand when it doesn't. So when kids are, and that's why some kids at first, it's like, it's cool, funny, ha ha, come on. But then after a while, it just wears you down. And you're like, okay, dude, I done told you I don't <laughs> like this, but it <laughs> continues to go on. And because at first it, it's hidden and, and misinterpreted a lot because people think that he does it for the attention. He's not doing it for the attention. He's doing it because he thinks it's going to make you as happy as it makes him. Mm -hmm. So he's like a little kid on Christmas morning that wakes up and is bouncing off the wall. He wants you to be like that too. Mm -hmm. So he's truly trying to make you happy, but, but they think he's doing it for the attention. And that's the biggest problem that we had is parents not being aware, not telling kids, hey, you know, he's just wired a little bit different. Um, he means well. Instead, it's like, just ignore him. And that's or don't the pay loss in any attention. That's just, and that's the worst do. thing you can do because, like, Cause we started out. Because he doesn't understand it, and so he's going to try that much harder. And, yeah, to he's make like a moth to the flame. You know, yeah. if a kid, if he didn't get along with someone right away, we would be like, "Oh no, this is not going to be good." Because he's not going to let it go. He's going to try to convince them that he's really a good dude and he's okay. Mm -hmm. And and we're like, just sit at the other end of the lunchroom table. Well, he can't. He, he's going to go down there beside <laughs> them and talk to them. It's like, Lawson, it's not going to end well for you, buddy. But he just goes on back down there. So we just want parents to know how to communicate to their kids when they're faced with this too. And to educate their kids as best they can or just to say, listen, you know, he, he's a little bit different. There's something going on, but that doesn't mean that you should ignore him or that you should be rude. You know, that could be huge if parents would talk to their kids. Yeah, and instead they turn and look, what do we do? We look at parents. Like I said, starting out, it's a disciplining problem. It's your problem. And I've been told everything from it's the fact that I went to rehab mm -hmm. and raised him wrong. That's why he's doing what he's doing, like different stuff like that that I've had to hear. And you talk about wanting to, you know, fire up. Oh, no, that would have got me. You, you, I'd, I'd it, had to. You're like, listen, I, if you needed proof, if you needed proof, Jesus was in his heart. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. And back in the day, it would have been different, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah. you realize and know, like that's what we taught him is to 
be like my shirt says freed up like to be free man you don't have to change and try to act like everyone else mm. from a young and age he's the most freed up he's going to the, yeah, he's going to the the you know the pool that we go to with all the other kids and lawson's <laughs> putting on swim gloves and swimmies Flippers. And looking like the kid you know that's got all kind of scuba stuff scuba steve. Like, scuba steve we're like what in the world are you doing <laughs> And, and initially, you want to say, take all that crap off. You know, like, what? Yeah. But I started to think about it, and I'm like, why? Why am so I telling him to take it off? So we can feel better about ourselves. So that people won't yeah. think I'm a weird parent or that we're different. Like, if he wants to wear it, let him wear What's it. the harm? So yeah. we've said, go with it. And, and everything from that to the ring on the middle finger. Initially, I'm like, oh, you have got to be kidding me. You got your rings. And then we're like, well, wait a minute. Don't sweat the small stuff. That's the other thing. Like, yes. Don't sweat the small stuff. We get caught up on things that seem huge to us in the moment, but it's not. And when it comes to high school and having kids, whether or not he gets asked to ride in the prom, you know, in the limousine to the prom with all the cool kids, is not important. You know what? That is not You know what would be more fun, though? What? There's a car. I don't know if y'all know. And i got a feeling that you'll love it. For, <laughs> I like because, it already. Because I'd love it. If you see all the rest of the kids going to prom in the limos or uh-huh. whatever, uh-huh. there's a person in Macon or Warner Robins that rents the Ghostbuster car. Oh, I love oh, it. Oh, yeah. You go and you be <laughs> damn proud. Absolutely. Get the be. Ghostbuster car. do that. Me and my daughter talk about going to get it all the time. Yeah. We talk about going to rent it. Somebody had one for sale not long ago, and we almost went and bought it, but I couldn't justify it. That's hilarious. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to break out the welder and wait till someone donates a van to Crossroads. I'm going to make a Batmobile. <laughs> the original, the, the, original. the black one? The, yeah, the one yeah. from, you ever seen the series? Uh-huh. I'm going to make that one. We've also said you wanted to make an A-Team van, too. I'm going to do so both. It's yeah. about the same. The Batmobile, yeah. the Batman, yeah. and the short yeah. yeah. Uh Lawson, uh... One day when you don't have nothing to do, mom and dad don't have nothing to do to bring you down here, uh, you need to come back. I'm going to get a couple more guys. I'll just sit around and talk comic book stuff. That sounds you awesome. You do that with me? I would absolutely Man. do that. Would he? Speaking lo- his language. Kidding me? Um, <laughs> let, let's end it with this. If y'all had any advice or suggestions to give parents that are starting off where y'all were, uh, I guess, 12 years ago, what, what would you tell them? Just relax <laughs> would be the one that 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 takes some time. You have to kind of uh, slowly move into that one. But I would say too, just just begin to kind of educate the people around you, especially teachers, um, because some of them may not have dealt with a kid like that. You know, if they're in a just a traditional school setting like he's been, um, because they want to know. You know, they want to know what to expect, and that usually we've gotten the best outcome. We've been just open and transparent with the teachers, and they kind of know what to expect from Lawson. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Just just relaxing and um, letting letting them be who they are, and just learning to embrace that, and knowing that um, it doesn't reflect on you, um, you know, and that it, nobody's looking at you any different, probably, because he's just being who he is. And and we should all, every parent should let their kid just be who, who they are. Yeah, and I would think, like I said, don't sweat the small stuff. Um, be involved in your kids' lives. Uh, see who their friends are and what Mm -hmm. they're doing um, and just teach them to show grace and love and look at the role that one of the things that I've always done with Lawson is looked at the role that he played in it. Mm -hmm. Um, Even when I would go up to the school and talk to the teachers or to talk to principals and stuff, you know, other parents would think that I was up there talking about their kids. I'm not talking about your kids. I'm talking about mine and the role that he plays in it. 
But one of the biggest mistakes we can make as parents is acting like there's nothing wrong with our kids. Well, it's the all kid be the victim. everybody else's. Mm-hmm. My kid's a victim, you know, mm-hmm. and a lot of people have probably accused us of that, but that's not what we've done. I've tried to figure out the role that he plays in it and how I can parent him best through it. And as someone who has a child who may have Asperger's or ADHD and stuff, uh, the biggest thing is just relax. Relax. Uh, don't sweat the small stuff. Look at what's really important. And I am convinced that my job is to raise a confident Christian, a young man that is comfortable in his own skin, is not trying to prove anything to anyone, um, and is okay with the way he was created to be. You, you two are cool as cucumbers. Lawson, <laughs> uh, well, I'm going to ask you this the last one. Mm-hmm. What I just asked them is for what parents. Uh-huh. What would you tell the parents that is raising a kid like you? That, that's starting off where your mom and dad did. Well, you see, I know that from this uh, podcast so far, you guys would probably think that I'm just perfect. And while most of that is true. Uh, <laughs> I love you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, uh, but uh, I do make mistakes just like any other person, even if I'm a little abnormal. Uh, so my like one time, my dad said like I, would, uh, I wore a bunch of stuff to get in the pool. Well, on another occasion, I jumped in with all my clothes on. That's like one one extreme to the next. Like there are some things that you just gotta admit, son uh, or daughter. This this is this isn't. I mean, you can be a little different. You can be weird, but <laughs> I mean, sometimes you just gotta not do this thing. I mean, but uh, the main thing that I would stress completely to all parents is just never make your kid feel like he's outside of y'all. I mean, he can. I mean, you can you can tell him he's outside of everyone else, but he always. They always need you to be in that circle with them. Don't ever say, tell your kid that he's weird or that he's different. Just, but if even if you do, just always make sure that he never feels like you think he's weird or you don't want to be around him. Always make sure that you help him and you feel what he's feeling, or that you're home just home is a safe place. Safe just that you make mm-hmm. your home the one place he can come to to talk to and be normal for a change. And you just have to make sure that. You, you're with him through it all. Dude, you are awesome. <laughs> you you are awesome. Um, thank y'all for coming. Anytime y'all want to come, <laughs> I'm telling y'all, you. Every, the two times y'all been here, I'm, it's just been a whole different everything. Yeah. Like, vibe, everything. This is one of them days that I needed a different show, a different environment in here. <laughs> and I was so excited um, that y'all were coming. I've been excited all week. Yeah, and, okay. uh Lawson, you're you're awesome, dude. And Thank you. Anytime any of them folks pick on you, by the way, just ask them if they ever been on a top 100 show in the world. I'm doing that. And and they uh and the, the host wants you to come back and talk comic book stuff. And he's gonna, gonna take you to Comic Con. I'm, I'm gonna take you Comic Con. I'm, <laughs> I'm serious. Gonna I'm gonna call one of my buddies when I get off of here. That is, he's very socially awkward. He goes with me every year. He's very very socially awkward. Um. He gets some of my damn nerves, but I love him <laughs> to the bottom of my heart. Uh, but I understand his stuff now. Like, he understands yeah. me. And so still, I'm, yeah. I can't wait to tell him about you and tell him to go listen to this That's because uh, I'm going to introduce you to some cool people that think like you. That sounds That's awesome. awesome. I will. Well, uh, well, thank you all for coming, and uh, thank you all for listening to Politics, Religion, and Whiskey. We'll catch you all next time.